Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Touche the Podcast. I'm Tally, and I'm joined by my co-host, David. Hello, everyone. Find us everywhere that you can find streaming podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. David has been putting out some killer trailers. Follow us on YouTube, everyone. Send us an email at touchethepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so you were a little Jersey boy this weekend. You love to say that. You love to be like, no matter where I am, you're a little blank boy. I'm excited and my health is excited to, I think I'm like going to be in Dallas for the next month at least. So I'm very happy about that. It's true. I was in New Jersey this weekend celebrating my grandma's 80th birthday. Happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, grandma. It was really fun. You know, I am a family man. I like to think that I put family first mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was really fun New Jersey is where all my family lives it's where my dad grew up so it's always fun to go back there I was able to see one of my friends from college Denise that was a nice little surprise so I flew into Philly I was about to fly into Newark and then I was not I was gonna be rolling over all day and I was literally just walking around my apartment and I was like wait what if I fly into Philly maybe I should pivot dude flying there everyone on the plane had their own row there was like 16 16 people on the flight that's so surprising because Philly's a hub yeah and it's typically oversold 100% going back was also so easy Obviously, that's so surprising I rented a car I had no issues got cleared before security again so my past few non-rev trips have been so chilling oh my god dude if I was ro- I was not in the mood to roll over I honestly I was talking to Julie about this today I'm like I, I can't be a rolly girl anymore no I know I know only in dire situations will I roll like, I'd rather have convenience 100% I, like I need to be moving at all times yeah even if I'm moving in the wrong direction, wrong direction. just yeah. like have me moving that's how I feel when like traffic happens and you're driving and you get like rerouted I'd rather be rerouted 45 minutes out of the way instead of just sitting in traffic I feel the exact same way yeah so I'd rather sit at a light that's gonna turn green shortly 100% then yeah agreed happy birthday grandma I'm excited my travels are done for a little while and happy that I had no I made it through the whole holiday season with no non-rev um, horror stories that's really lucky mm-hmm. not everyone has that same no luck. I'm glad you had a good weekend yeah I'm Hope you had a good weekend too, whatever you did. Thanks. I did check out Emo Night. Yeah. Zanab and I, Zanab is a mutual coworker of me and David, David and me. And we checked out Emo Night, which David has talked about in the pod previously. Mm-hmm. And he had a really great experience. Yeah. We had a weird experience, I would say. Emo Night is more for couples or really big groups of people. We obviously did Emo Night like a little differently. For me, it was very much a party. Like, we went out before. Like, we pre-gamed right. and then, like, went to emo night. And that was, like, one stop of our night. And then we went out after. And we were with, like, a big group of 10 people. Yes. Um, yes. And that's, like, I feel like the kind of vibe you have to bring to it. I don't know if I could go just... Like I know you I'm, and one friend. I, I No, I can't. Like, unless... Even if I'm, like, date, I don't even know if I could go with just, like, someone I'm dating. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. We didn't know what to expect and so doors opened at seven and the show started at eight yes and so Zainab and I were like did you get there before the show started David you guys are losers okay thank you (laughs) you You guys are losers we were like late and it was like popping off when we that okay so we show up you guys are like 72 years old no I know so we show up at maybe 7 30 doors open at seven my jaws dropped no I know when I tell you that not a soul was in that place 
Not a soul. There was like a couple random couples that were kind of just like canoodling, you know, because they were <laughs> they were excited to be there Bottom with side. each other. And Zaynab and I were looking at each other and we were like, what is going on? So we were like, let's go troll around Deep Ellum. So we went and we walked around. We ended up going to this place called Electric Shuffle, which is like a little bar. Oh, I love Electric Shuffle. It's super cute. They have for anyone who's looking for a spot in Deep Ellum before 9 p.m. So you don't get shot. There's like shuffleboard and um, all of this. like cute. There's little games there. That should be a fun place for a birthday party. That would be because it's like interactive so we had a great time and then we ended up going back to emo night at like nine wait where was your venue it was at trees in deep ellum oh we were at different venues mine was in um southside music hall oh southside is by like the nilo yes 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 i like southside i mean i've been to trees a few times i love it because it's a very intimate venue it's much better for like smaller shows i think when we got back at 9 p.m., the place was popping off. I was like, dude, when did all these people, how did these people get here? 100%. And sometimes when I was looking at someone, I did not know if they were dressing up as a bit or if they were dressing up. No, there were only people who were not doing it for a bit. Yeah, there was like some some haircuts that were straight out of like 2002 and I, I was loving it. Yeah. It's, it's like a bit night. Like that was a no, night. No, but that, like there was no bits. That like, was, oh yeah, yeah. No, I get that what you're wasn't saying. a bit. One hundred time. But Some of these people were genuinely like still wearing fishnets and like yeah. t-shirts over their like striped long sleeve tees, which 100%. is a vibe. It's yeah. A vibe. But uh, as we were standing there, Zanab and I, we were looking at these two, it's just like these two dudes who DJ. Like we didn't know what to expect going into it. We thought maybe, just maybe, it was like, a cover band playing like old punk rock tunes from like the early 2000s. So you guys did like no research? No, we didn't. Okay. She just said, do you want to go to Emo Night? I said, absolutely. Count me in. Zero research. Have you ever heard of like a club having like a Hannah Montana night or like a Taylor Swift night? I thought that it was a group that like travels around. Well, the group puts on, well, the group puts on like the events across the country. I thought that these guys, like essentially like two dudes, like the Chainsmokers, but they're only playing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, who are these guys and why do they get to do this? Like they have no street cred to be like playing emo music at a club in Deep Ellum. They did not fit the vibe. What you expect of someone to be like, I am like the emo person who's like touring and playing like Paramore. You just don't expect this from these two dudes. This is a hard conversation for me because I fully knew what emo night was going into it. So yeah, it's it's like you're basically being like, why is it all like this when like that is that's, that's what it is. No, no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. You had different expectations. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know if I would go to another emo night, but I had a great time at emo night. And yeah. did yours have like different rooms too? No. Okay. I'm like, so the venues must create like, like fluctuations in the experiences. It was all one big room. Oh, we actually trees has an upstairs mm-hmm. um, where you can get more. You can like sit down and watch people perform and it was all closed off. Interesting. So it was not like a normal concert experience. It was just like everyone dancing on the floor by the stage. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but just not what we expected. Like you said, yeah, 100%. Everyone's worst fear. Tally and I were actually just discussing off mic the Alaska flight 1282 on the Boeing 737 MAX 9 where the door got ripped off the wall mid-flight. Well, actually mid-takeoff. They were at like 16,000 feet. Mm-hmm. One, how stressful that is. I saw all of that like right as I was getting on my flight home. And I was like, well, one, thank God I'm in on, on an Airbus. But it's crazy because can you imagine it just 
flying off the wall. It wasn't even an emergency exit. So in that plane, like normally there would be an emergency exit there, but Alaska doesn't have enough seats, so they didn't want one there. So they put a door plug in instead of an emergency exit, and it flew off. And the person who was in that row, their shirt got ripped off. That's crazy. It was a 15-year-old boy, and he had to Thank like... Thank God he didn't fly out. No, when if there was someone in the window, they would have flown out. That's crazy. And so this comes to a thing called burnt toast theory. Have you ever heard about this? No. So the person who missed the window seat, the reason she missed her flight was because some of because of some inconvenience during the day that like right. delayed her. And so burnt toast theory is that it was like saving small her. inconveniences that happen in your life. Like every time you like trip over something or every time, Oh my God, I forgot to turn that off in my apartment or Oh my God, we're delayed for some reason or Oh my God, I have to stay at work an extra 15 minutes. Like all of those things are happening to you because it's preventing something bad from happening to you. All of those inconveniences, like every time you're upset, you should be like, oh, wait, okay, this is this is what I'm meant to be doing right now. Okay, yeah. No, I see that. That's really interesting. I'm sure in hindsight, because in those, it's it makes sense. In right. this moment, she's so frustrated because yeah. now she's missing her flight. Yeah, I'd be like really stressed if I miss a flight. Right. She would have been flown off of an airplane at 16,000 feet in the air. Dude, Boeing would have been screwed if someone died in that. That's crazy, especially because they've already had issues with that same fleet. Right? 100%. It was the exact same body. So I don't know if those were the nines, but still the 737 maxes. Yeah, the 737 maxes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so do they know, do you have any idea of how it happened? There was a loose attachment. Like one of the screws that screw in the plug was loose. Is that not so stressful? So are they now going to have to recall all of these same plane types? So or? all the nines are still grounded and they have to do uh, intense investigation into it which really sucks united and alaska both use nines domestically it's like 20 percent of united's fleet and like a higher number for alaska okay boeing needs to check themselves please for the love of god and so stressful because like while i would want boeing to get out of business we only have two main suppliers boeing and airbus and i would not want our society to be in a situation where we're only getting suppliers from one plane right you think planes are overcrowded now also, I was saying like competition inspires like better product right. in theory. So if we just have one, like what if we just had Boeing? They could continue to make mistakes and it's like we have to purchase from them. But I feel like mistakes breed new brands popping up. Yeah. I don't know what the like, I'm assuming the capital to buy into becoming a plane manufacturer is crazy. I would have no idea, but it, it is really stressful and I hope that Boeing gets it together. If I was a CEO, I'd be stressed as hell. It's just, it's so much stress. I always think about like the CEO of big travel companies, like the amount of stress that they have to feel every single day. Cause when something goes wrong, mm -hmm. it's like on you, it's on you. And like, if someone's life is at stake, you now have to sleep at night with that happening, like under your company's watch. 100. That's why when people complain about flights being delayed or operational issues or something in the airport, that's causing like, your coffee machine being broken on the airplane. So they have to delay you for an hour. Like everyone needs to understand, first of all, burnt toast theory. Right. Maybe there's a reason that 100%. you're delayed an hour, but like also everything has to function perfectly operationally for planes to take off. No, every time they're like, it's a mechanical error. I'm like, take as much time as you want, baby. Agreed. I would rather sit on this plane for six hours yeah. than fly out of some sort of FAA regulation or whatever. Like, I, there's nowhere that I want to get that badly. I'll just drive. If I needed to get somewhere immediately, not immediately, but like I needed to keep on moving, I would just drive. No, literally. Yeah. I'm like, I take, agreed, 100%. Yeah. There is nothing 
unless it's like a dire situation, you can sit your ass on that plane and you can wait <laughs> yeah. for them to fix the mechanical issue and you can stop complaining. Okay. 100%. So it's funny because the door, it fell in Portland, Oregon and it was in like someone's yard. And if that happened to me, I'd be like, okay, it's an apocalypse. We're all dying. <laughs> can you imagine just like if we were just like looking out the window right now and a plane door flew from the sky? No, it's crazy. I would it's actually like, throw up. It's literally like leave the world behind. Like, like that scene. projectile vomit yeah. everywhere. Um, two phones got sucked out. I would actually be like stressed as hell. I that think probably like flying through 16,000 feet has become like a supersonic. It's going to make a crater when it hits the ground. Yeah. Like imagine if that plane landed on your head. <laughs> I mean, not plane. <laughs> If that phone landed on your head, you're dead. No, 100%. There's 171 MAX 9s operated by U.S. Airlines. So that's a lot of planes down. Shout out to everyone who works for United Alaska because this sucks because it's such a manufacturer's issue. And I'm sure this it's like January and all those workers are like, that's just not a good time having no. that much of your fleet grounded at no, that point. Definitely. But also interesting, the plane's cockpit voice recorder of the event was inadvertently taped over. So what I've heard, and I don't know if this is 100% true, so people can tell me if that's wrong. But, well, I know it was taped over. But, like, the pilot was pilots were so focused on just getting everyone down that I don't think they, like, taped over it on purpose or anything. But I think there was just, like, mass chaos in the cockpit. So they don't have the tape between the pilots and the, like tower how quickly did they um descend yeah i don't really know but i do know that everyone was saying because they were at sixteen thousand feet like the pressure if it was higher everyone would have died on the plane that's i mean that's dramatic but like you would have been sucked out at thirty-two thousand feet right you're moving so, hundreds and hundreds of miles per hour right as soon as they figured it out and started to landing we don't want it to be open but technically with an auction mask it's like we're fine at fifteen thousand feet okay so it wasn't too stressful, but they found more loose bolts on other plug doors on the nine. So this is like an issue that's like happening with like we on other, other like not this exact plane, but other nines. Yeah. So like we haven't flown on a nine without giving like too much information where we work, but like we don't have nines. If you flew on Alaska or United and flew a nine, like there's a chance that that plug was loose. That's horrifying. The plane was restricted from flying long flights over water due to a known pressurization problem. Are you kidding? So they already knew there was an issue with this. Yeah. So that's crazy. So like it's apparently already was known about. Um, obviously not. Nobody thought that the door was going to be ripped out. But um, the nine had been having issues previously. Boeing just seems to really be struggling. In my honest opinion, I don't work for Boeing. But I think their next step should just be. It's a really back to basics moment in my opinion. Like let's just focus on quality. Like let's not focus on being fancy. Like let's just make safe quality planes we're not gonna make 10 billion planes we're not gonna have a diverse product we're, let's make one plane and do it well that's if i was boeing that's what i would do like they need to do a full audit of everything go check that thing i don't care how many hours it takes 100 percent. i feel comfortable on an airbus me too i feel comfortable on other boeings honestly i mean you hear about these things happening you never think they're gonna happen to you right and it's just scary it is really scary so i'm so happy that no lives were lost on that plane me too um, I'm happy that I hope everyone can find peace in the traumatic event. Thank you to the pilots for being excellent. Thank you for the flight attendants for getting everyone down safely. Good luck, Alaska and United, for the next year, which will be probably sucky for them. And shout out to Boeing for figuring out your shit. David, I'm bringing something back in 2024. This is a word segment. Words of the week, baby. <laughs> we're really like returning back to early 2023 energy with these segments. 
Okay, everyone loved the No, I, I don't hate it. I'm not hating it. What what are, what are our words? You guys know the drill? Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, words at play. Come so on, love a WAP. We love a WAP. <laughs> Dictionary lookups from the week of January 5th. So please note, mm. these are the most searched words on Merriam-Webster's Dictionary website. For sure. That is how this list is defined. It typically is related to current events that are happening in the world. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I'm nervous. Abdicate. I have no idea. This word spiked in lookups last week in anticipation of the incipient what? abdication of the Queen of Denmark. I don't know any. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> what does this mean? Were you speaking Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> like I literally. Okay, is she dead? No. So. Are we ousting her? Europe's longest reigning monarch, Queen. Queen. <laughs> queen. <laughs> queen. <laughs> Rode through Denmark's capital Thursday in a gilded horse-drawn coach as she concluded her final public New Year's for abdication later this month. Does that mean that she's not going to be queen anymore? Yes. So we define abdicate on Merriam-Webster's dictionary. (laughs) We. We. Yes. (laughs) Us. To renounce a throne, high office, dignity, or function. I was just like over it. Yes. The word is most often used to describe a head of state or member of a royal family voluntarily renouncing a position, although it may also be referred referred to as act of failing to fulfill a duty or responsibility. Damn. So, okay. I'm abdicating from this pod. (laughs) Okay. All right. That. Nope. You've signed a contract. I wonder what she's abdicating. Um. Yeah, I, I wonder why she's over it. How old is she? I would be over it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm the queen of touche. Um, Honestly, I might give you a run for your money on that <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, so... She's 83 years old. Oh, I get it. She she's like, like, I just want to live my life. She's like, I literally can't do this. Also, like, I always think monarchy is so interesting because, like, if I was rich... Well, I know they're rich because she has to be queen. But, like, if I was in that family, I'd want to be the one who's not getting the throne... But is just rich. Right. Like, I'm like, if I, I don't want to work for it. So she's been reigning for over 51 years. So she was like, I'm over it. I've been doing this since I was like 30 years old. Yeah, that was some good math. Okay, moving on to the next word. Okay. Idiot. Did you say idiot? Idiot. No, that, that wasn't on. I was just calling you idiot. <laughs> okay. No, it was. It was what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on right now? I don't like this segment. Idiot was the next most searched word. Idiot? Yes. Like I-D-I-O-T. Idiot. Well, spelling that out loud is like kind of weird. I D I O T. I D I. Okay, people look that up. Honestly, people who look that up are idiots. Are idiots. No, I know the irony is glaring. Okay, idiot also experienced a surge in lookups after a musical group changed the lyrics of a song, which also features Oh Green Day. The word in the yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be an American idiot. Do 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 do. Are we at emo night? <laughs> no, truly. I mean, they did play that. Um, <laughs> in modern use, idiot can be defined as a foolish or stupid person. It's also similar to moron or imbecile, as you guys. Know. I, think, I think we got the definition. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just feel like I'm. I need to define it because clearly, um, there were some questions. Are we diving into the Green Day thing or no? The punk rock band Green Day switched up the lyrics of its hit song "American Idiot" in a Sunday performance to trash Donald Trump. It's just like I'm so but sick of hearing politics. about like, those kinds of things in the like in the world. Yeah, right no, now. I agree. 
But like that's like what punk bands do. You're the one who's like a punk band yeah, girl. Yeah, like think about what happened to the Dixie Chicks when they trashed George Bush. They got completely canceled. They're not a punk band. It doesn't matter. Like it's a musical group. No, I know. Whose side are you on? No, I actually like don't really like that song. Oh, you don't? No. <laughs> okay. And I didn't even like it when it came out. I was like, the song kind of sucks. Like it's not like the greatest song ever written. Okay, next word was resolution. I guess we can. That makes sense. We already did our ins and outs. So. Yes, we did. Resolution spiked in lookups, a common occurrence for the first week of the year. So it's defined in the dictionary as a promise to yourself that you will make a serious effort to do something that you should do, like not being so soft. Okay. Yeah, for That's sure. That's a true resolution. Another word, paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Paraphrase has also been in the news a considerable amount of times over the past couple of weeks, often in articles about plagiarizing. So we won't get into that, but we all know what happened there. Wait, I literally have no clue what we're talking about. The head of Harvard, president of Harvard. Oh, okay. I assume that's what they're talking about. Is it? Yep. Plagiarism, ac- plagiarism accusations emerged against gay. I have a name. Look, <laughs> 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 like, that was crazy. We're live streaming. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the findings were attribution issues because she didn't use quotation marks. Dude. Oh my Sounds God. Sounds like plagiarism to me, baby. Dude. Oh my God. My dad's probably listening to this. This is so crazy. I'm going to go into tangent for 10 seconds and this like might get cut. My second semester junior year, I was taking this psych class and my TA was such a fucking idiot. I was like, you want us to cite our sources? And she was like, no, just like put it in the bibliography and then like you don't, you can just like summarize it in the um, page right? Like in the paper. This Don't is an actual sh- form of citations that you can do. So like the, the, this is, this was like one of the psych electives I took and the TA was like running it. It was like a little bootleg. And I was like, okay, that feels like really weird. In hindsight, I should have just quoted, but like I was like 19. Like I was like, okay, the TA. Wait, so did you re, did you paraphrase? I paraphrased like what the thing was saying. I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like footnoted it and then put it in the bibliography. Obviously, they all go to the psych head head of psych and they go through like turnitin.com and right. obviously like my paper was like a hundred percent plagiarized and i remember they called me in right before i was taking my international business final and they were like hey dude like you're gonna get an f for this final because like this is all plagiarized and the ta was in there and i literally was fighting tooth and nail i was like um i'm sorry i have these emails like where this is what you literally told me to do. You said you didn't want quotes. And I was like, I understand how stupid that is now, but like, what am I supposed to do? That's what you told me. Wait, that's crazy. No. And I was like, you suck. And I, and I literally like left the office and I was like, I don't care about the F you guys are both dumb and left. And then I cried my way into my international business final, like walked into the, my final, like tears streaming down my face. And you know what? They're, idiots i didn't even i got a 100 on that paper they never gave me an f and they literally put me through all that trauma for no reason i'm so confused so they call you out for plagiarizing something because i was yes because of direction that i, I understand like how it's stupid but like i was just following no what no I was no, no i no i i get like if you're putting it in the bibliography i get why you would think like maybe that's okay yeah because you're still technically having like references i want to put that this is like not a thing that i was doing with other papers this is just this one ta specifically right, like, said, said yeah. don't want quotes in there anyway so i, I wait like, i'm so confused and then they gave you an a anyway i mean because the 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 ta like wasn't didn't feel those rules but like anything that's over an 80 percent plagiarized gets like pushed to the head of psych so that's why i had to meet with them and like i'm like so i just got yelled at for 30 minutes right before final and then you at that point i'd rather them do it because you put me through the trauma 
That is crazy. That may have been an irrelevant inclusion, but love that. I think it's relevant. <laughs> Those are the words of the week, baby. Okay, so I was scrolling the other day, and I love, you know, I love all the features that Spotify pulls out recently. They have some crazy stuff. Like, I know we talked about the day list most recently, but they have this item called Playlist in a Bottle. So if everyone goes to Spotify and they search Playlist in a Bottle, you can create a personalized musical time capsule to be locked away until 2025. So, it, like, right now it's making me choose what am I putting my playlist in? A bottle, a snow globe, a dumpster a rice cooker, a flip phone, a bird's nest. I think I'm going to put in a flip phone. So is that going to be like a nostalgic tune or something? Like, is that how they're kind of, the I, icons equate to a certain genre of music? Or what do we think it means? So, well, let's see. So it says, a song you'd play for aliens if they visited Earth. What song would you play for aliens if they visited Earth? Murder on the Dance Floor. Ooh, that's a good one. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. I'm going to do Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Perfect. Very relevant. Mm-hmm. So, like, it then selects that. The next one is a song you need to hear live in 2024. Hmm. Ooh, honestly, this is, like, so sad. But I'm going to do Doomsday by Lizzie McAlpine. I do like Lizzie McAlpine. I feel like that would be a fun live. A song you'd bring to a desert, desert island. I almost said dessert. Probably, like, Frankie Valley, December 1963. Or something. I would do Slut Pop by Kim Petras. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to be on a deserted island, I'm going to... You want to party. I'm going to, like, have fun. It's right. Just leave a note for your future self. I'm going to write touche. David, that is manifestation. I take a last look. You only get one playlist in a bottle. So, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, Doomsday by Lizzie McAlpine, and A Song You'd Bring to a Desert Island, Slut Pop by Kim Petras, are locked into my flip phone bottle. Wait, that is so cool. So then 2025. So I'm stealing. Congratulations. Your playlist has been sent to the future. So I guess they're going to use those songs, mix it with like other stuff. And then 2025, I'm going to get a new playlist based on those three songs. It's going to be so interesting to see how, like how they curate something for you. Cause like unwritten is really popular right now. Right. But how are you going to feel about it in 2025? That's been a banger for me forever. So so true, so true. I'm I, I'm totally gonna forget about that too. That's so fun. Yeah, I love I time wait. capsules. Me too. I can't wait to see where Touche is in any, another year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's so crazy. I know. It'll be two years of Touche, baby. Spotify does not miss with their features. No, I love the DJ. Do you ever use the DJ? I listen to the DJ every day at work. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Like DJ is always coming out with like because you can identify like a certain time period in your life based on music it's always so nostalgic when he's like you were listening to these tunes and in like 2016 yeah it's like you were listening to these tunes like the summer of 2015 i'm like whoa i remember this exact moment i was in the water water burger parking lot with the homies from high school Mm. like it just it just hits it hits no i love it decided to come back to see my capsule playlist everyone go search playlist in a bottle on spotify and make your capsule playlist today pop culture roundup Welcome back, everyone, for some pop culture roundup. We fell off a little bit at the end of 2023, but I'm going to try to continue to update y'all as we enter 2024. A lot of exciting things happening in the pop culture world right now. The first one, and I'm choosing this one because I know that you'll dive into this. Oh, my God. Unless this is like what your topic is, and we're going to do a recap of you watching the Pete Davidson comment. Is that what it is? No, no, it wasn't. Okay, anyway. Wait, but I, I was going to bring this up later, so I'm so happy we're talking about this. So, um, because I don't really, like, know, I guess, did his special just come out? It came out, I think, yesterday. 
Pete Davidson reveals he was high on ketamine at Aretha Franklin's funeral. And he has a quote. Yeah, I have to live with that. You know what I mean? She'll never know, but still, that's not the point, which might be the stupidest quote I've ever heard. I'm really confused. It was this like a center point of the special because like, why is this making news? Also, why was he invited to Aretha Franklin's funeral? No, I had a lot of questions as well. So Pete dropped a special yesterday. It's January 10th. I think it launched on the 9th on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And he kicks off his special pretty much just like off the bat talking about his uh, addiction to ketamine the last couple of years. And meanwhile, this is happening. And I'm texting David. I'm like, hey, David, what is ketamine? Like, I have all these questions. Which felt like a hate crime when you texted <laughs> me that. <laughs> no, you're just like my little beacon of knowledge. That's why I come uh, to you. Ketamine. You're like, who knows ketamine? I was like, David the gay. David. So I um, then I started Googling it. I had a lot of questions. I was confused. It's just like you knew the basics about it. Yeah, I, I know. It's a horse tranquilizer. Yes. Yes. It can be used for a lot of other things as well. Just so, just so you know. Okay. Also, I had heard that Matthew Perry was getting therapy using like regulated for like addiction. Yeah. Yes, regulated doses of ketamine. Anyway, the special. You guys know that I love Pete Davidson with my entire heart. Mm-hmm. I had to turn off the special. Why was it not funny? It wasn't not funny. It was just there were some parts that were like kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Like his delivery. Is he kind of giving like Matt Rife vibes, or is he just like so dumb? No, he's definitely not dumb. He just like his some of his jokes were like too much for me. And I don't know. You guys have to watch the special okay. to understand. But he does talk about being high on ketamine, going to Aretha Franklin's. It's like so weird. Yeah. Like, was it funny when he announced that or No, he actually I I feel like the crowd I was listening to a podcast earlier today, actually, and it's a kids comedians. Duh. And they were talking about like a good crowd versus a bad crowd. Sometimes you can be telling the same jokes, but a crowd really like responds well to your jokes. And Mm -hmm. sometimes a crowd doesn't. I felt like this was a taped special. Like this was the place that was being taped on his tour. And I just didn't think that the crowd was like responding very well to his jokes. And I feel like when the crowd's not laughing, like you're almost like feeding off of that energy. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I almost felt like he was apologizing for some of his jokes during... It was a weird special. Interesting. Still love Pete. His outfit was fire. He has, a like, a bomber jacket that he got embroidered with his initials. And I was like, how do I get one of those? I need a Pete Davidson. When you snapped me that photo, I was like, I literally didn't even know who I was looking at. No, I know. I know. Okay, well, because I know you could talk about Pete Davidson forever. So yeah, let's move on. Let's move that. on. <laughs> um, similar to jokes uh, falling a little flat. Did you hear about this? The Golden Globes? I did. So I'm interested in your thoughts. I have interesting thoughts, but I'm also not a woman. So I can't, I guess I can't really speak completely. Anyway, Golden Globes host Joe Coy says his Taylor Swift joke was weird and a little flat. His quote was, it was a weird joke, I guess, but it was more on the NFL. I was trying to make fun of the NFL using cutaways and how the Globes didn't have to do that. So it was more of a jab toward the NFL, but it just didn't come out that way. So basically Joe Coy made the joke that like the Golden Globes has to use less cuts of Taylor Swift than the NFL does. I went back and I watched his delivery of that. I also didn't really feel like it was a jab at Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like it's probably annoying for her that she's always the butt of all the jokes. 100%. But it was more about, I agree, it was more about the NFL, but did you see the panning to her face? Yeah. She was not having it. I do think it was like too easy. Um, True. Of a joke. I will say though that like, I love Taylor Swift, obviously. I just, you know, I 
this is, might come off a little obnoxious, but like if I was a billionaire dating an NFL tight end, I would just like not really give a shit that much. Like if I'm being made, fun, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I'm so famous. I have so much money. I have the love of my life. Supposedly like she didn't go on any rampage, but like, I just think that the Swifties don't need to like go as hard on this because right. you're at home in your like poor studio while she's at her mansion, probably not even thinking twice about this joke. So true. So true. I feel like the joke that fell flat was not as big in the headlines as the Selena, Kylie, Taylor, Timothy Chalamet drama. Oh, yeah. That was, like, the bigger deal. The Taylor Swift thing, like, people kind of, I feel like, kind of it simmered down a bit. Yeah. But I'm so curious what Kylie and Timothy were saying to each other. Dude, I watched a bunch of lip readers on TikTok, um, like, try to read all those videos, and... I'm just, like, not convinced that Timothy and Kylie are real. Like, I think, definitely still think it's a PR relationship. Like, Kris Jenner is like, you need to do this. This is your MO. Like, Kylie Jenner got invited to the Golden Globes. Or, not invited. She went to the Golden Globes. That wouldn't have happened if she wasn't dating Timothy Chalamet. That's an excellent pivot for the Kardashian clan. They're, they haven't, like, died. they always got invited to those big parties? Unless Kim is hosting, they're not invited to, like, Golden Globes or the Emmys or, because like, the Oscars. Because they're not actors. in that, like, world. Yeah. But were the rest of the Kardashians there? No. Was it just Kylie? Because she was Timothy's plus one. Interesting. She was talking a lot to like Greta Gerwig, a, a bunch of new people that they probably don't interact with that much. That clan don't miss. Good for them. Speaking about that, there was a couple of winners, which is exciting. Oppenheimer won Best Motion Picture Drama. Poor Things won Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Dude, a lot of people I know have seen Poor Things with Emma Stone and they said it was amazing. I've never seen that. No, it's it's still in theaters, so you have an opportunity to um, watch it. And Succession won Best TV Drama. I Again, that tracks. Didn't we both talk about how like we weren't on the Succession train? Yeah, you and I don't love it, but everyone else does, so it doesn't surprise me that it won. And then Best Musical or Comedy TV Series was The, the Bear. The Bear. Jeremy Allen White and Ayo um, Adebri, I feel like we're like the stars of the Golden Globes, in my opinion. Like They dominated social media. Absolutely. I love Ayo. Ayo? Uh, maybe I'm pronouncing her name wrong. But no, you're absolutely right. In the Golden Globes, the nomination for Jeremy, as well as this Calvin Klein ad that just came out on social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was like his week. I saw a tweet that was so funny. That was like, so obviously he had a um, trainer for Iron Claw. And they were like, yeah, a studio paid for me to have an intent. If I had to do a movie where I had to be ripped as hell... I'm doing a photo shoot in my underwear the next day. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Calvin Klein planned that perfectly. Jeremy planned it perfectly. Yeah. We, God bless the world. You're a huge Jeremy Allen White fan. I am. I feel like he's he's gaining a lot of traction. Definitely. Like Shameless obviously really jump-started his career. I feel yeah. like people started to really be like, who is Lip? Why am I so attracted to this man when he like has this such an interesting vibe? All of these other shows started coming out. The Bear Hit. And now he is like everyone's... He is like Mr. Hollywood now. Someone on TikTok was saying, and I probably sound like such brain rot that every time I mention something, I'm like, I saw on Twitter, I saw on TikTok. Someone on TikTok was explaining how Jeremy Allen White is the perfect example of why dating apps are such a miss because his, like he's attractive, but like his personality makes him so much more attractive. And like she was saying, I would, so she saw only photos of Jeremy Allen White. Bef when Shameless came out and she's like why is everyone obsessed and then she watched the bear 
and she's like, oh my goodness, I want right. to get married to Jeremy Allen White. Totally. Um, That's he, an interesting point. He is attractive, but like, I, I wouldn't swipe right on him on a dating app. I mean, post the Iron well, Claw, he's yes. Not, he has like an, he has a very unconventional look. Right. Like you have to like this unconventional men's beauty mm-hmm. to like be attracted to him. Yeah. Um, but if you saw him out, like at a bar or with your friends, you would be like, what? Well, okay. I'm pre. this is like hard cause I'm preaching to the choir here. Right. But like, <laughs> I would have been like, whoa, from day one, he's him being in a bunch of like personality shows is really doing him wonders and then launching his body. Um, I also want to see the iron claw. Apparently it's super sad. It's Texas based story. I would love to see that. Zac Efron's in it. Yeah. They're all homies too. I love that. Their interviews are so cute. Yeah. They're, they're such like cutie pie little friends. Oh my, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Have you been following that at all? Gypsy Rose was, is the girl who had Munchausen by proxy. So her mom basically like pretended that she was sick and would make her take all these meds. She was in a wheelchair for the beginning of her life, blah, 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 to get like a bunch of sympathy, to get a free house. There's a show on Hulu that has Joey King. Anyway, so Gypsy Rose ended up like finding out that she's not, she wasn't actually sick and her mom made her sick for the first couple of years of her life. And then she killed her mom. And then she was just released from prison. I can't throw shade at her, but she is literally like milking it for everything that it's worth. Like she is all over TikTok. Like she was going, she like is just going on every news outlet. Like she posted that she wants Millie Bobby Brown to play her in a project. Like she has like millions of followers. I did see that. Yeah. That's crazy. And like, you know, I do feel really bad that she lived such a hard life at the beginning and I don't like I, I don't think she did anything wrong by killing her mom <laughs> okay hot take <laughs> I mean like her mom sucked maybe she shouldn't have killed her it's one of these things where we like hype up the weirdest people no I know do you remember um catch me outside girl yeah Bar- like whatever something Barbie like it's not that funny bad no, baby bad bad Barbie or whatever yeah she has some good she has some good songs but like well I mean that's <laughs> subjective but but yeah but like I'm like why are we all obsessed with Gypsy Rose right now no I don't get that yeah also we really romanticize and glorify very odd things in society having Munchausen by proxy and killing your mom yeah yeah like why is she now so famous for murder like I, I understand like what her mom did was horrible but it's just like a weird for us to like romanticize murder she also got a boyfriend in jail like this guy so apparently she got like hundreds of men writing her in jail to date her so like i guess i need to go to jail to find a man that's what i'm missing yeah if he if you're not getting a boyfriend just go to jail out of jail it's you it's you okay i always say this honestly like if i was to go to jail i I would leave ripped too because everyone leaves ripped so i would, you would go leave to jail. ripped and you would leave so much smarter because you're just like reading books and working out and i would have a boyfriend like yeah. honestly like me no i'm kidding i am not gonna be your victim of this <laughs> no 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 i would never kill someone for it but she had a boy that's good she had a boy she has a boyfriend and she's like posting him everywhere and um people would are like sliding into his dms so she posted that she was like you know what period nobody can steal my man which is like oh my so annoying God, i hate that so much <laughs> yeah and people are like hyping her up for it and it's like we just like hype up losers it's like i would bully her well yeah like, <laughs> I, I the murder thing definitely would like make it hard to you know want to be your friend but yeah i understand that interesting that i mean what her mom did was terrible i actually read a book with that same premise years and years ago mm. it's called everything everything it's also a movie have you interesting. heard of this no it's just about a, a girl who has is perpetually ill 
and she can't because her immune because she's always inside her immune system is completely destroyed yeah and her mom has been trying to like protect her and keep her from being sick because she won't let her go outside mm. and it's just like about her exploring the world like once she like breaks out of her mom's barrier kind of a similar concept i didn't realize that was something that like actually happened though i guess that's true i shouldn't like shit on her too much because she was kind of not exposed to the world for 20 years of her life right like if she were to go out into the world she probably would get sick her immune system has not been built up or developed i don't know what they do to you in jail but yeah i mean she probably picked up everything in there but (laughs) yeah no that's it's crazy i don't like really understand fully the premise of why you would give someone like want someone to be sick i mean it's a control thing like an abusive thing right but i don't have kids but true i mean i'm probably not doing that yeah no i don't i you don't seem like the type see i'm so over this gypsy rose blanchard tells access hollywood she wants to go on survivor like okay oh cool God. i'm gonna fuck like i want to go on survivor yeah we all do someone replied and was like you already won it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for keeping us informed and entertained, my friend. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Once again, follow us on every social media platform at Touche the Podcast. Send us emails, right, Tally? Yes, please. Touche the Podcast at gmail.com. Honestly, if you're on Gmail, if you are on a social media platform, if you're on Google, anywhere that you're like, I'm kind of bored, what should I look up? Look up Touche the Podcast. Something will pop up. Watch the content. Listen to an episode. Send us an email. Really follow us on Instagram and YouTube is the biggest one. Follow us on Spotify if you're not already followed. Five-star reviews, baby. I am going to go board my Airbus plane. I'm right behind you. I'm going to go create my Spotify oh my God. in a bottle. Tell me what your three songs are. And then we can open it in 2025 on Touche. That would be really cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And um, don't fly on a Boeing 7379. <laughs> Don't go to Epstein's Island. Don't go to... Oh, you're bringing that back, yeah. Yeah, no, I, this is none of this is making Let's it. go shuffle some electrics. I'm going to go listen to Green Day. See you guys next week. Ah!